0: knowing it, all right, and so it's my honor to introduce him this morning, Apostle Tim, um, and I just encourage you to, to open your ears and your hearts to what he has to share, and um, whatever he's full of, may it spill over onto you, and may you be full of it, too, in Jesus' name. Amen. Ooh, that's dangerous. <laughs> Well, good morning. good morning. Good to see you all. Um, by the way, this is a Bible. Back in the day, this is what we had, okay? This is how we read the Word of God. Some of you may still have some your own. I did have to wipe a little dust off of of the cover this morning, I'll, I'll confess. But uh, anyway, so, oh boy. Uh, no, it's fine. Uh, so today I want to talk a little bit about peace. And uh, I know Brad Michelle, some of us have mentioned in the past the the series The Chosen, but, uh, you know, one of the things is uh, in The Chosen is whenever they greet themselves or greet each other, um, they say, you know, they'll greet people saying, Shalom, Shalom, and Shalom is the Hebrew word For peace. It's the word that is used really throughout the Old Testament for peace. Um, And and I was thinking this morning, because one of my favorite songs is The Blessing. And, you know, the words of that song talk about, may the Lord bless you and keep you, make his face shine upon you, be gracious to you, and give you shalom, give you shalom. Now, we know that that carries through into the New Testament, and Jesus spoke a lot about peace. So not only has she given me a time restriction, but she's she's giving me competition. I love you. But, I have, but I have peace. So anyway, I was reading uh, last night, and I ran across an article that mentioned peace alone. And I found this so interesting. And I'm going to share that in just a minute. But I just want to share a few verses. Isaiah 9, 6, and 7. Know this scripture. For unto us a child will be born. A song will be given us, the government will rest on his shoulders. Now I can stop there and go off, but the government is on his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Shalom, Prince of Peace. That's who he is. There will be no end to the increase of his government of peace or of peace. There will be, let me read that again. There will be no end to the increase of his government or of peace. On the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and righteousness from then on and forevermore. And in case you're wondering who's behind it, it says the zeal of the Lord of armies will. Jesus in John 14:27, said to his disciples, "Peace, I leave you. My peace I give you. Not as the world gives, do I give to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled nor fearful. Then in John 16, 33, he says, this is a promise of God now. And remember, all the promises are yours. These things I have spoken to you so that in me you may have peace. In the world you have tribulation. In fact, in the world you shall have tribulation, but take courage because I've given you peace, and I've overcome the world. See, the world is overcome through you and through me when we exhibit peace in the midst of turmoil. When we rest in assurance in the midst of uncertainty, so I was reading this article. I'll get to that. And evidently, these are the top line there are the Hebrew letters that spell Shalom. But in the Hebrew language, I, I knew that each letter has a numerical value also. But I didn't, or I didn't remember. That each letter also has a meaning, a word, a meaning behind it. So the meaning of shalom, the letters are chaos, attached, authority, destroy. So literally, peace means God's shalom means destroy to destroy the authority attached to chaos. So when the Jews greeted each other with shalom, they were saying, may the Lord grant to you the authority attached to chaos. May he give you the right to destroy that. And how many of you know, I mean, what's the opposite of peace? Chaos. Or strife. Or struggle. Turmoil. But in the midst of that, God has given us the authority to destroy chaos. Perfectly illustrated in the Gospels where Jesus is in the boat and fell asleep in the back, and it's storming. There's chaos on the sea. Having been a sailor for eight years, I understand what chaos on the sea does. But what did Jesus say to the storm? He didn't say, stop it. I probably would have said that. He said, peace, be still. So when we receive Christ, when we have the living God in us, nothing should shake us. We should should live. And I understand sometimes you start going there, right? Sometimes the situation comes in and you go, ah, but we need to remember, no, no, he's given me the means to destroy the authority of the chaos in my life. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 17 says, and he came, Jesus, and he, Jesus, came and preached peace to you who were far away and to you who were near. Talking about the separation that was between Jew and Gentile in that passage. Said whether you were far away, you were some Gentile, some pagan, some most of us might fall into that category. <coughs> okay, at one time. What did he preach? He preached peace to you. And the importance of peace. is evident in in Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Paul, writing to the Philippians, he says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and pleading with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Verse seven, and the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Peace is, uh, in this passage, is described the, the, in the Greek and it can be translated umpire. It's an umpire in our lives. You feel your peace going. You're probably heading somewhere where God doesn't want you. Or you're trying to make a decision and that you're just in turmoil about the decision stop. Take authority over chaos and let the peace of God rule and reign and determine peace. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives. used to sing a little song world didn't give it, and the world can't take it away. Amen? Amen. But we can get out of Out of it's peace. But it's such a good indicator. Do I have turmoil about this? I need to just pull in. I need to center myself in the peace of God. simple word, but I found this so powerful, to destroy the authority attached to chaos. (laughs) So when we say peace, by the way, if you type the word peace into uh, a Google search, you get a lot of peace signs and this and you know. But peace. So, all of that is to share this. You know, we've been praying, believing, declaring, speaking into revival, right? So, right now, today, in that town, a little town which is located there, kind of triangular from Cincinnati and Lexington, a four and a half hour drive from here, in Asbury University, home also of Asbury Seminary. Revival has broken up on campus. They had a chapel meeting on, I don't remember, I don't know if it was Wednesday morning or Wednesday afternoon. But they haven't left yet. As of today. Because the Holy Spirit is falling. Falling. And resting. Mm -hmm. And so, and the interesting thing about this revival, we think about revival, I don't know about you, but you think about yelling and shouting and all of this, you know. One of the first-hand reports that I've read about this said, when I walked in the chapel, I felt like someone gave me spiritual pallium. He said, it's just peace. It's the peace of God. And it's so restful. In 2001, just days after 9-11, Dutch Sheets, I've mentioned him before, some of you may know him, he's a pretty well-known Christian, really into prayer and declaration, really Mm -hmm. has a heart for the nation. But in 2001, just a few days after he was at a conference, he said he didn't even want to go to this conference after after 9-11. He said he didn't think anybody would even show up. But he was at the conference. He got up to to minister and got partway into his word. He said, I had an open vision. He said, everybody in the room disappeared. And I saw before me. And what he saw, and he described it as he was seeing it to the people that were present. He said, I saw a move of God that would start in the universities and with young people and would just continue to grow and expand and and spread. He shared that uh, on a program that I was watching on the 24th of January this year. That's uh, what about three weeks ago. So does this thing work? I can do the point, uh, of light. On the top, we'll go ah, the Got it. Okay, this is where Hasberry is, right there. So so far. And like I said, this has been going since Wednesday, around the clock. People may come and go, but they've been there. Uh, some friends of ours, local pastors, Bill and Barbara, wife, of course she's got to go there, you know. She's, they're there, and they've been giving some firsthand reports as well. But so far, as far as I know, uh, a group from indiana wesleyan university which is somewhere around it here just north of uh of indianapolis uh they've sent a a busload of people down there who have been touched uh a group from the nazarene college up here in ohio a little what is that northeast of columbus um have been touched and then heard reports that at a chapel service uh, at Ohio Christian University which is just a little south of Columbus uh, this has begun to experience the experience I've heard just also this this morning um, from that there are some uh, schools in uh, Minneapolis that are experiencing phenomena. Um, this is a picture of what's happening there at Asbury. And it's like nothing, you know, there's no, really no leader, it's just groups of young people and older people. That gather around, they minister to one another. They're they so they are seeing in the midst of this blanket of peace, this covering of peace, they're seeing deliverances, they're seeing healings. I read one report this morning where there were some people gathered around another a guy, and they were praying, and the person who was Reporting this, I couldn't tell what they were saying or what was going on, but they were all just fervently praying. And he said, finally, someone, he said, one of the guys that was over there praying just kind of walked and kind of like with glazed eyes, you know, and and uh, he said, well, well, what happened? He said, well, they were praying for this man who had a tumor, his mouth. And they prayed. Actually, he said they were praying about a couple hours. And uh, so the guy says, well, what happened? He said, it's gone. He said he's going tomorrow to have it verified and come before he comes and testifies. Now, I don't know if you know, but um, Asbury is a Methodist university. And I don't know how many of you follow church things. I do just because I'm a nerd about those kinds of things. But the Methodist church is going through a real split. Okay, um, because the general council or the leaders of that denomination, who are mostly Westerners, are embracing all kinds of unbiblical things and lifestyles. I shouldn't have to fill in the blanks, probably. But there is a whole movement of churches that are... Splitting away, and they're calling them instead, you know, instead of the United Methodist Church, they're calling themselves the Universal Methodist Church because in third world countries, the Methodists don't go along with that theology, and many American churches are beginning. Just kind of keep your eyes open, you'll see reports of. So it's just amazing to me that in this setting, and, and I don't know how much, again, I follow, I, I make myself aware of these things because I'm interested in church, in the church, and what is happening in the church. And, uh, I mean, many of these Christian universities started out Christian, but are pretty secular, and, you know, in behavior and the student body and, and even what's being taught. And so I just think it's amazing that God is starting there. Because that's tomorrow's leaders. That's what's upcoming. That's why we do what we do at Christian uh, Community Christian Academy. That's why we do what we do. That's why God's put it on our heart to go a step further and begin some post-secondary training in biblical worldview to set a firm foundation in our young people because they are tomorrow's leaders. So I found this picture interesting. The fella or the person who posted it said he didn't know who the photographer was, but he found it interesting, those shafts of light coming down. It's just the presence of the Lord. And wouldn't you like to be, wouldn't you like to be one of these people that, that's kind of focusing on, What were they experiencing? What are they experiencing? Mm -hmm. But guess what, folks? That's here. That's in our state that it's beginning to happen. That's just in, like I said, four and a half hours south of here. I told Pastor D we might have to take a trip the end of the week just to experience it for ourselves but it's the peace of God just like it's the kindness of God that leads to repentance it is the peace of God that guards us the peace we have in our heart And it's not just a passive peace. It's the means which we destroy the authority of chaos. Remember when Jesus sent the disciples out and he said, go to a city and give them a blessing of peace. Give them a blessing of peace. Proclaim, release, shalom in our homes. Jeannie and I very early in our relationship or in our marriage um, learned to let peace reign in our home and determine what should be let in and what shouldn't. And we found that if we let, nothing against salesmen, please understand me, but if if we let salesmen into our home, there was no peace. <laughs> and so, I love you, Russ. <laughs> <laughs> and you go into businesses mostly, okay? Yeah, 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 go to the garage. It's okay. Uh, and most people look forward to you coming. That's true. Or are expecting you. Yeah, it's not, it's not the same. So I got to the point where I told we decided if we needed something, we knew where to go mm-hmm. to find those services or goods. So, peace is so important in this whole process. And it's like, you know, like you do, like I did last night when all my grandchildren finally left. (laughs) And I sat down in my chair, I went, This excites me. This gets me, this gets my juices flowing. Because it's the presence of God. It's the presence of God. It's Jehovah Shalom, the Lord our people. So when we wish each other peace or shalom we're saying tear up that chaos destroy it mm-hmm. destroy it mm-hmm. because chaos should have no place in our lives because we are of him who rules over every principality Every power, every dominion, both in heaven and on earth. Amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Also reminded of the Sermon on the Mount. What did Jesus say? Blessed are the shalom makers. For they shall see the kingdom of God. So I just want to encourage you, live in that first, let that peace rule and reign in you and determine. Be an umpire, be a determining factor, as you know, to which You know, we're we're always faced with decisions or choices or whatever. Let the peace of God be the determining factor. And then, take that peace of God, just like the grace that we've stepped in. And you track it everywhere. Like I said, I was seeing cow pies, not dog, not dog. Uh, you know, and, you know you, my cousin grew up on a dairy farm, and you know, they used to go out in the pasture barefooted, and squish up in between the toes. Let the peace of God squish up between <laughs> the toes. Amen? That's what Jesus brings. That's what Jesus offers. That's what he wants us to experience and live in. May the Lord bless you and keep you and be gracious to you. May he make his face shine upon you and lift his countenance upon you and may he give you Shalom. Shalom. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Lord God, for your peace. Holy Spirit, just come now. To everyone present, everyone watching or who will be watching Mm -hmm. and in the midst of their turmoil, in the midst of their chaos, in the midst of their confusion let them experience your peace. Let them experience Because it is the authority to destroy chaos. May we know that in our personal lives, in our families, and may we take it then into the marketplace, into the community, into our chambers, into Organizations we're a part of. Everywhere, Lord. Our schools bring peace to our schools. Like you're doing. Like you're doing already. Father, if you do it there, you'll do it here. So we receive it and we declare it. We declare that the peace of God which surpasses all understanding. Permeate and flood us now and in the days to come. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you're here or if you're watching from home and you don't know the love of God, never made Jesus your Lord and Savior you can do that right now and his peace his peaceful witness to you if you're watching go to the website click on the meet Jesus button watch that look at that information read it, do what it asks you to do you'll experience the peace of God, the shalom of God. Amen.